Do you know what it will entice you to clean? If your house smells like a beach afterward and it doesn't smell like, you know, cleaning products. Well, enter Clorox. They can transform your space into a tropical getaway by upgrading your cleaning routine with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. It smells like coconut. It cleans like Clorox and it feels like inspiration. With a refreshing scent that will leave your home clean and fresh, elevating any room into an oasis. Now you can express your style and get shiny clean, get Clorox Sentiva at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. This is Ashley Iconetti from the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast. Tennessee just sounds perfect, whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee, sounds perfect. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic, Onobotulinum Toxin A, and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio, or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their four hundred one k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear this? On Smart Money Happy Hour, it's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel. Talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. Holy moly. Son of a... a- Ashley, I've been waiting like three days now to talk to you, like anxiously waiting to talk to you because the news in bachelor nation this week, I mean, we don't even have time 
to talk about our own lives because there's so much assumably going down in Bachelor Nation. Yeah, so I remember seeing these rumors on Friday evening Pacific time. It's like 5 o'clock. I was like, Jared, are you seeing this on Instagram, on Twitter? It's like, they're saying that... They're saying that Claire wants to quit or that she she dropped out because uh, she fell in love and basically she couldn't fake it. She's like refusing to go on with filming because she fell in love with this guy, Dale Moss. And then he was like, eh, that's very far-fetched. This yeah, girl. The same response I had. Okay, yeah. He was like, this girl has been around this franchise for almost a decade. She knows how this works. There's no way that she wasn't prepared to go in and having to fake it a little bit, that she wasn't going to tough it out. She's been waiting six months since being crowned the bachelorette. Like, no, like this can't be true. These are definitely internet rumors within two hours. (laughs) We were both like, okay, I I guess it's gotta be true (laughs) because there was too much smoke for there not to be fire. So here's the scenario. As Ashley is mentioning, our worlds were rocked this week, thinking this was going to be a nice, quiet week in Bachelor Nation. We're going to review some GOAT episodes. We're going to hang out. We're going to talk. And then the rumors started flying. Here are the rumors, just in case you haven't heard yet, because I don't know if everybody has. The rumor came out that, uh, yes, our Bachelorette for the last, it feels like two years of our life, but really just like six <laughs> I know. I um, was like, wait, is Claire the, the, the Bachelorette after Hannah? Yeah. Hannah Brown was the last. Wow. That seems like a long time. It's because it's an abnormal amount of time. But yeah. Claire Crawley is rumored. Rumored. Let's let's make sure that is uh, announced to the world. We are we are uh, reporting a rumor that she has quit after 12 days of filming, which is in what I think about a fourth of what the expected time of filming was going to be. She quit because she's already fallen in love with, as Ashley mentioned, contestant Dale Moss. Now, all of this is hypothetical. None of this has been proven. We are assuming this has happened because of the uh, reports and the outlets. In fact, uh, to kind of further our case that we think this is true, Demi uh, Burnett, who we know very well, Demi Not Lovato on Instagram, confirmed that... uh, one of her friends, Tasha Adams, uh, is filming for The Bachelorette after Claire quits. Now, Ashley, these are massive stories, like a lot to process here. So based on what we've read, based on what has been reported, what are we hearing? And then let's talk about what in the world this will look like when the show airs. Okay, so let's go to the Demi text again. Tasha last posted on Instagram on Thursday, and that was like one of the first things Jared and I went to go look for. We're like, oh, well, when was the last time that she was obviously on her phone? And it was Thursday. So I was like, maybe if she has become the bachelorette, they allowed her to have her phone while she quarantined. She posted that, and that will be her last post. So, I mean, we can all follow along on her social media to see if she posts anything within the next three weeks because they apparently, like, they had a set time of five weeks to be filming at La Quinta. And Claire supposedly (laughs) dropped out two weeks into it. So now if we see radio silence from Tasha on social media for the next three weeks, 
obviously that's a big sign. Another big sign is that not only did Demi see Tasha's phone be off because she has an iPhone and it went green, we also have an inside source very close to the podcast who texted Tasha and her text also went green. So here's what we're saying. Claire falls in love. Now, we aren't going to spoil because we don't know if this is true, what this love story looks like. So that's going to be fun to watch on television because there's obviously a very quick and very intimate connection that's made, if this is a true rumor, from Claire and Dale. Then the show goes, well, crap. Like, if she's quitting, we still have a season air. I mean, people have now waited a long time to have this season air. And they call in Tasha, Tasha Adams, to be the next bachelorette to replace Claire. What we're saying, this could all be in one season. Like I could watch, sit on my couch here in a few months and watch this go down. I assume if this is true, that about a quarter to a third of the season will be Claire's season. And then midway through Tasha will take over. But our, our question is, will Tasha take over with, Claire's leftovers, which at this point would be like, I don't know, if two weeks in, how many people would be left? 12? And then there are reports that the Bachelor producers reached out to the backup contestants um, two weeks into filming, so, you know, around the quitting time, to come back to La Quinta. And um, based on this... We're thinking that these are the guys that they sent home, that they quarantined here, that we talked about last week, how there were some shocking guys that were eliminated before the premiere episode even recorded. So, Ashley, I don't want to get into conspiracy theories here. Because, again... But you, you do. Let's get into conspiracy theories. A little bit. A little bit. But I, I do want to make sure that everybody listening knows that we aren't hiding... Like, what we know right now is what we're saying. Now, we might know more as the week continues but we will have to choose if we report that or not just because we don't want to spoil the season but here's my conspiracy theory just based on what i know right now there was 42 guys that we announced would be on claire's season we all said this feels weird this doesn't feel right there's so many dudes like how is she gonna navigate this and then we we, we reported last week that a lot of those guys kind of went home or they never really like aired or they got released early is there a chance that the show knew all along that Claire was going to be madly in love so early on that she couldn't continue and they had 42 guys casted, background checked, and ready to go so that a whole other bachelorette could come in and date again? Good try theory, Ben, but I don't agree with it because I don't think they would have sent those guys home to be out in the wild with COVID after they had gone through their quarantine process and their uh, quarantine test process that we know is happening very strictly down there. I think they would have kept them in their rooms and used some excuse that they couldn't let them free into the wild because of some COVID reason, right? Um, because they wanted to keep... Like, I think they would have been honest. They're like, maybe we're going to throw you in paradise style. I also um, am wondering... that This is a big conspiracy theory. Okay. I'm all for it. Today I am. I feel like would, I'm in it. If Claire truly fell for this guy within 12 days... Oh, wait. I should also mention that it's there's proof that these guys were released into the wild. Um 
and they went back home because so many of them posted on social media last week. Some of them even admitting being like, I'm no longer captive from ABC. And I also what heard a terrible a rumor... move on their part, by the way, just to, Oh, a, I know. It's like, move. good, good job, dude. Yeah. You're definitely not going to be in paradise. Yeah, you got your one um, moment of fame. Good. I'm glad you got that post out there. I know. Um, but those guys, apparently a lot of them did not want to go back. They did not want to return when asked to return. We'll see if that's just hearsay. And we don't even know if they're asked to return. Like all of this is hearsay. But Ben, this is my big conspiracy theory. Okay. That Claire and Dale fell in love so quickly and she was so sure that he was the one after 12 days because they were talking the entire time from March when he was released as part of the original cast to the day that they actually met and he supposedly received the first impression rose Mm, yeah yeah then that's not a crazy thought now okay because uh we always get to share opinions on the whole thing here's my opinion because i've thought about it i know i said especially with colton season hey you don't quit the show like you never do like you can say that you're quitting the show you can jump over a fence and try to run the show still goes on now, with Claire, when I see the word quit, I still don't think she quits the show. The show, you know, if they want to continue to display her. The new, show quits her. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, the show chooses for you. It's just that big. It's the format. You can't get away from it. And if they want to continue to, like, show and televise her love story as this continues, if this is true, then great. The show goes on for Claire. So, I, I you know, I that's one side. The second side of this is I know my first reaction to this was come on Claire like if this is true like you could do like don't quit the show like you signed up you committed to it people's jobs are online and then I said and I look and I thought back to what I had said about a year ago and I have to stick to this because I think it does still prove true even though I'm wrong very often I don't think you and I were wrong on this we watch the show for the drama we watch this show for the storylines we watch this show to be entertained but ultimately if this show is going to be successful and if I'm going to feel at all good about ever doing it, ever, then it was to hopefully either get better at knowing what I want in a, in a partner or finding love on the show, actually pursuing something that could work on the show because we watched a show for the love story. And if Claire found her love story in a day, in 12 days, in four months, she found it and we have to celebrate that, I think. I have a lot of thoughts. I am somebody that if I were the bachelorette, I would have a very, very hard time faking my feelings Mm. for other guys when I knew who I was going to pick from the very beginning. Ben, if you were to be completely honest, did you pretty much know you were going to pick Lauren at day 12? Uh, I think. Come on. No, no, no. I'll answer this completely honestly. Um, And I and I've shared it before. It's been years. But. My first impression was really like two days in. I was like, holy cow, this this girl is fantastic. And she is. Lauren's fantastic. But I sold the show that. I said, hey, I'm like pretty sold out here. Like, I, I don't know how I'm going to okay. do this. And they told me one thing, and I'm glad they did. They said, Ben, you have one opportunity in your life to to date and get to know multiple people at one time, like invest into their lives, get to understand them, know them, ask them questions, pursue them. 
And they said, give us a shot of just getting to know some of these other women because it's only been, let's say, 12 days. Like, there's a lot of time left, and you don't know what's going to happen. We see it with the show, Ashley, where week, you know, 10, all of a sudden there's a bomb dropped, and your fa- you know, the, the, the lead's favorite all of a sudden admits to having a relationship back home, or maybe uh, their family's not going to be at all for you dating them, or maybe they have some something that comes up that is a deal breaker, and you have to, I mean, I think one of the most famous ones uh, is obviously, like, with Chris Siegfried, like that. Thank you. Yeah. I was so just like, gonna bring this up. You wait till the very end, and they said, "Just keep your heart open for as long as you possibly can." And I did that. And then when I did that, feelings started to arise with other people. Now, twelve days in, no, I was pretty singular focused. Thirty days in, my heart started to get pulled in different directions. Now, at the very end, as you saw, like I was very conflicted but also had been reassured that like this was the path I wanted to pursue because it had been so true to me the whole time. But I was conflicted, and I look back now, and yes, I would have done a lot of things uh, to probably be wiser in my decisions, but I'm glad still that I went through the whole process because I believe it made me uh, a better man because I Mm -hmm. invested into other people's lives without the agenda of, uh, oh, I'm, I'm, I need to marry you. Like, I just, I mean, I got to know Becca Tilly from this, like, because I stuck, like, cause it stuck around. She's one of my best friends to this day. Like, I love that girl. Um, I got to meet like the Jojos of the world and understand who she is as a human, the Kayla Quinn's like Lauren's like the twins, uh, just some Amanda Stanton. Like I got to meet some amazing people through it and I'm, I never will regret that. So I know that was long winded. I know that was a soapbox. I would just recommend to any lead. Like, I know your heart might be pulled. But you might want to stick through it because I think you'll see the life benefit from it if you do. Okay. You said that perfectly. My initial reaction was, oh, wow. You know what? If this doesn't prove she's here for the right reasons, like nothing yeah. does. Mm. Because you're like, she she found what she was looking for. And she doesn't care about 11 weeks of screen time. She doesn't care about gaining followers over that time. She just wants to be with this guy. And then a couple hours later, my feelings changed because I did think about Chris and Dez and how Dez was so focused on Brooks the entire time. And then, I mean, from what we saw on TV, once he came out of the equation, her eyes opened up to somebody else who she's been married to for almost, I don't know, like seven years now. Yeah. And I just think that so much can change after those 12 days because if she's gonna have five days five weeks of filming that's 35 days so she was about a third of the way in and I just think you needed to try a little bit harder to get to know other people because this 12 days says lust to me well so here's how we summarize this there's a lot of unknowns as Ashley just mentioned she does know Dale from a distance doesn't know him personally has a friend that knows him we will celebrate a love story if it is a love story. Like, we will 100% wrap Claire up and say, congratulations, this was amazing, it worked. But is it the wisest thing to do given the circumstance? It's yet to be seen. We don't know. And we're just here to tell you, this is going to be wild television. And as mentioned before, we don't know a lot yet, but we will continue to dive. And as details come in, we will process through now 
if they're wise to tell you all or if they're best not to say because we don't want to spoil anything. However, there is an opportunity to talk to us a little bit more about all of this. Ashley, tell them how. Yeah, um, so we could have a cocktail with you guys, hang out with you and your closest three friends. Plus, you can qualify for a daily $1,000 cash prize when you download the app FanVester. Um, and if you do, like all the money that we're going to raise by doing this virtual cocktail party with you and your friends is going to be going to No Kid Hungry. And if you're wondering if there's anything beyond having just a drink Drink on, you know, virtually with us. There is. You're going to be sent Chris Harrison's Seagram's Tropical Rosé. And it is the most delicious drink ever. You're going to probably be like filling your fridge with it after you get this first pack. And then I'm going to send Ashley uh, some roses. Some long-stemmed roses uh, that you see from the Bachelor Rose Ceremonies from Hidden Garden Flowers. And I'm going to style you with an outfit from shopfyandfunky.com I love their website and then you're also going to get a bachelor and almost famous podcast gift bag there'll be possibly surprise guests that will join this cocktail party and uh, you'll get a video of the experience to share on social media if you want to so here are the details you could win a private virtual fantasy uh, cocktail hang with us and three of your closest friends. Plus, you will qualify for a daily $1,000 cash prize when you download the app. Just download the FanVestor app now at FanVestor.com, the App Store, or Google Play, and set up an account to enter to win. You can also buy additional entries with proceeds going to No Kid Hungry. For more information, log on to FanVestor.com, exclusively from host. Ben and Ashley from the Almost Famous Podcast and Fanvester, invest with your heart. Well, to switch gears from Claire onto another bachelorette, a past bachelorette, talking about another past bachelorette and her relationship, Rachel Lindsay, the headlines from Us Magazine, calls Garrett... A piece of, as you can imagine, the next word, amid <laughs> Becca Kufrin split rumors. Ashley, what's this about? Ooh, uh, there's not much to elaborate on beyond that. She was on the Everything Iconic podcast, and it was aired this past Wednesday. And she was honest that she, she'll tell uh, Becca Kufrin that she thinks that Garrett is a piece of and that she will not F with him. Um, she says that he's doubled down on his beliefs. So this is not the first time he's had problematic behavior when he was on his season. Of course, we all know that he had a, a history of liking things on Instagram that were racist, sexist, homophobic, uh, and other bad things. And she just continues to say that that proved to me that he's a piece of <laughs> uh it's strong words and i don't know that rachel would be saying these things if i don't know i don't know this is strong right do you think that she would be saying things if things were good between becca and garrett do you think that like or she just doesn't care she's going to speak her mind on this person because yeah. she has such strong feelings i mean it's 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 Rachel, and Rachel has never shied away from saying how she feels 
when she feels it. So I don't know if there would be any correlation between if Becca and Garrett are still together, if they're not. I think Rachel would have spoken her opinion either way. Now, you know, I don't know their their friend dynamic and kind of, you know, what Becca has asked of Rachel or vice versa. But Rachel obviously has an opinion. She shared it, and now it is making news. It's a, it's a headline. I mean, this, that's a str- I don't think we've ever seen anybody come out so adamantly against somebody within Bachelor Nation before. I completely agree. So uh, See, it this is... is obvi- this is obviously branching from the fact that he posted a Blue Lives Matter picture uh, a couple weeks ago. And yeah. she said that, you know, the whole explanation that he gave was just problematic and... She said that she got emotional, but that she also knows that Becca got emotional as well. Well, somebody else that has been uh, outwardly against Garrett, uh, and you know, I, I do think it's it's take a second here and say that uh, these headlines are always a little bit of a clickbait, right? Like they always, yeah. um, you know, there's always a little bit more to the story, but with this one. There really wasn't. Um, mm-hmm. Rachel Lindsay mm-hmm. said what she said, and she's doubling down on it. Well, um, Becca Martinez then um, also has pretty strong words to say for her uh, followers or the people who are commenting on her post. Says Becca Martinez claps back at critic who called breastfeeding photo disgusting. She said it's absurd. I mean, I think it is absurd that anybody would call this disgusting. She posted a picture of both of her kids one on each nipple and she said uh this person said she's too old to be breastfeeding and is going to have psychological issues when she's older because she's being breastfed at the age of 18 months so then martinez you know so then becca comes back and said my daughter is not even 18 months and i'm already getting pictures like this it makes me she says as a joke um, want to nurse Ruth until she's like seven years old. Um, she just what said, is the typical is age so, for we, kids to stop breastfeeding? Um, I mean, I think most women stop within the first year, but also it's not uncommon to go through year two or especially 18 months. I'm not an expert on this, but yeah, I, I know, know that I think that, J, you know, Jade definitely breastfed Emmy through beyond 12 months i believe and the becca also says if a child is voluntarily nursing there is nothing psychologically damaging about nursing through or even past the toddler years she says we've got it so backwards as a society now children don't have any concept of breastfeeding being sexual so i guess the answer is toddler years yeah i I mean honestly i i don't know the uh, the the common age, but I, I trust Becca as a mom. She's an incredible mom. She loves her kids yeah. so well that, yeah. um, you know, I uh, just uh, it's pretty incredible. I think to take away from this is that somebody out there following uh, on Instagram would have such a negative reaction to a mom doing a mom thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where things get concerning for me. Come on, let's be better. Uh, but speaking of better, the host of the show, Chris Harrison remembers in an Instagram post sneaking around with girlfriend Lauren Zima uh, in his two-year anniversary post. This according to people.com. Well, I I can't believe they've been together for two years. I mean, I don't, I can believe it, but I can't believe it's been two years. It, t- time has flown. 
I remember when Lauren and I were with Carly Evan and of course Jared down in Mexico six months after she and Chris were together and they were still completely under wraps and we were in the back of a car playing a guessing game with Lauren trying to figure out who her boyfriend was for like 30 minutes because she said he was a public figure and we went through all these celebrities and we did hit Chris we were like are you dating Chris Harrison and she played it off so well they ended up coming out about their relationship about five six weeks later it was really funny. They are so cute together. Um, if you guys would know them both personally, you you would be able to see how compatible they are. And they just talked about in these Instagram posts on their two-year anniversary how in love they are and how their relationship gets better and better as time goes on. But, of course, they're missing each other so much because he is down at La, La Quinta, totally quarantined, and they're not allowed to have any family or friends come down and visit because it is a, a bubble there. there. Nobody's allowed in or out. And it's different because Chris usually like flies into these locations where they're shooting a couple days after the whole crew because he usually only has to be there for rose ceremony time, serious talks. He has a more flexible schedule usually and he's able to have more family and girlfriend time. But this season, he he's completely confined to the La Quinta bubble for five weeks. It's, uh, you know what, it's awesome to see. And I think that's about where we can leave it, is Chris Harrison and Lauren do have a great relationship. It's been fun to be around. Uh, and I'm sure this is hard for, for him and, and the rest of, really, I mean, this is a good moment to mention the whole staff that works on the show, uh, to be away from families as they film uh, this Bachelorette season. Uh, it's going to be a long time away from family and friends, and we're wishing the best, wishing Chris the best and Lauren as well well that's hey that's all we got for uh bachelor hot topics this week uh obviously there were some very hot topics within hot topics this week uh ashley let's take a break here get a breather uh and we'll be back uh with the breakdown of this week's goat episode As we discussed earlier, we have a special guest, Kevin Mano, coming on in just a few minutes. Uh, Kevin is married to Ali Fidatowski and is also the father of their two kids, Riley and Molly. Now, before we bring them on, Ashley, I know this season, Ali's season, you've talked about it before, is one of your favorite, or let's say most impactful seasons sure is. that you've ever watched for you personally. And I don't know how much detail we've ever gone into this, but... Tell me why. Okay. So I was babysitting and The Bachelorette was on their DVR. Nothing was on TV. So I was like, okay, I'll watch this show. How old were you watched- at the time? Um, I was 22. Yeah, I had just graduated from college. Okay. And I was like, okay. So I watched a two-hour episode and I'm not sure which one it was. I think it may have been the one with Justin where they talk about how he had a girlfriend back at home because it was super compelling. And I was like, whoa, this show is fantastic. I got to get my mom to watch it. And I realized that the finale was like this upcoming week. And I was like, mom, do you want to, should we binge this? So we binged the entire Uh, 10 episodes leading up to the finale in one weekend and it was a fantastic time it got me into the franchise and um I don't know I loved Allie and I I I just I fell in love with the show with the season 
It feels like to me too, because I, I watched Allie's season, and I watch it. With you my- watch Allie's season back when you were like a kid. Yeah, twenty one when, when I was a child. Um, <laughs> and I watched it with my mom. I remember like the. I mean, there's a lot of seasons become a blur over time. Uh, a lot of seasons feel the same for whatever reason. Like you got Justin, I think his name was like rated R or, you know, yeah. whatever his like wrestling. And, and he was like the good looking guy that you thought at the beginning was going to win. And then he had a huge character change where, you know, it happens when you watch a show. And then you have some of the, the, uh, the, the characters from her season, I will say, are some that still stand out to me today. And that season is one I remember because I felt so much for her and wanted to see her find love so i'm with you like this alley season i think for most people is a memorable season in the midst of kind of a time where there wasn't a lot of memorable seasons oh yeah i think she starts is it weird for me to say that i think she starts memorable seasons or she starts really dramatic things like guys leaving because they have feelings for other girls or guys who have girlfriends back at home like i don't think this was something that we saw prior however can't speak on behalf of it because it was obviously the first season i ever watched ben i actually I disagree with you in the fact that, like, I forgot about all these characters except for Roberto until last night. So I was reading our rundown, and our lovely Danielle producer, um, she she gives us, you know, little bullet points, the important parts of the episode. And I was reading them before I, I put it on, and I, and I was like, Frank, 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 I think you really liked Frank. Yeah. Oh, I think that, like, Frank was, like, a really big character for you. And then, like... Him with the image of the glasses and all that kind of came back to me. And I haven't thought of Frank for maybe nine years, but he was one of my very favorite Bachelor contestants. And it's just bizarre that he was just like, it's like one of those songs that, um, it's like a song that you forgot that you loved or a movie that you haven't seen in years. And you're like, oh my God, that was one of my favorites. He was one of my favorite Bachelor Nation characters. Mm. And I forgot all about him until we're being reminded last night. And uh, did you did you watch that part of the episode? Yeah, I did. And and Frank stands out to me. But my here's my argument to you. Okay. Uh-huh. So from her season, you obviously have Roberto, who we remember because he was at the very end. He won. Right. They were yeah. together for yeah. a while. That was a relationship that I remember uh, being actively involved in as a fan and wanting to see mm-hmm. work. And it just didn't. Um, but there's two people from this season outside of Justin because uh, we don't need to spend a lot of time on him, uh, and Frank, who is obviously, I think, a fan favorite, who kind of just like disappeared because it was before social media. We didn't yeah. hear a lot about it afterwards. There's two people that I will never forget from the season. One is Chris Lambert, who has gone on to have a very successful hosting career on uh, HGTV. If you like watch HGTV, you would never be like, oh, that's Chris Lambton from The Bachelorette. No, no, Lambin, no, that's yeah. just, that's just La- Lambton. Lambton? Yeah. Lambton. Yeah, we'll have to look. That's Chris L. <laughs> from Let's the call Bachelorette. Him Chris it's like, L. No, he's like, he's made his own career. He's not from the Bachelorette anymore. No, which is incredible. But here is the one character, Allie, or Ashley, from Allie's season that has still stuck with me to this day, has still yeah. ruffled my feathers. Has made me confused. I'm going to give you uh, no chances to guess because I think you're going to guess it. But it's the very first time I remember being 
like visibly, uh, I don't even want to say annoyed or just like had visible, like a reaction to a character on a season. Okay. Okay. Casey. Oh, okay. Yeah. Casey. Casey got a tattoo during the season <laughs> to prove his love for Ali. The, now that might, in my opinion, go down as one of the most dramatic, one of the most unnecessary and one of the most like uh outrageous i don't want to call it anything more than outrageous like decisions ever done and then he did and then remember he was like a singer too so he like wrote a song oh yeah so cringe so week after week i remember watching casey being like good looking dude i think like this guy would be a guy that like you would like if you met him outside the show but he week after week was like cringeworthy television like, just, like, doing mm-hmm. things that made you go, you got a tattoo? You wrote a song? <laughs> and I, right. and that, that has stuck with me to this day. That's hilarious. He was also on, um, what the, he, he was definitely on spinoffs. Sure. I, I, I think he probably went on, like, as I'm talking here, go ahead, let's look it up. Uh, I think he was probably, okay. like, on Bachelor Pad or paradise but go get it definitely a bachelor patter yeah go ahead and confirm that so okay (laughs) what we see with ali season is some characters that we that are are crucial to the franchise that we maybe have forgotten so reliving this season was something special and now we get to kind of make it all for full circle with once again bringing on one of our favorite guests who's been on a few times kevin who is married to ali now who has two kids with ali uh and as I said before, Ali's love story has been one that I have been very, very much like involved in, wanting to see her happy for years. And it's good to see her happy now uh, mm-hmm. and and still being just a, a great representation of the franchise. So, Ashley, I know you just looked it up. Uh, where yeah. else did we see Casey? He was on season two of Bachelor Pad, and he also i think the year that that he was on the bachelorette he got arrested for being in a bar fight see that doesn't feel the headlines on casey so casey still to this day is a is a character that confuses me because on the show he kind of just seemed like love struck he seemed sweet yet a little like would make some cringeworthy decisions but very you know a lot of times you watch this show and you're like i don't really think they're there for love right like i mean they might be Uh, especially today we're starting to see more and more of that like hey let's read through the lines some people are there some people aren't let's eliminate the people that aren't there for love if you were to ask me one character that I know was there to try to meet somebody I would have to argue that Casey was one of them because he continued to do things that some would argue were for attention but I think they were just out of this like almost desperation to be with Allie oh really because I'm on the other side I think it's for attention really why would you so Ashley, let me pause you. There. I don't know. Why do you know, get a tattoo, tattoo for attention? That's perfect. Listen, if I had watched this episode before, like a week ago, so that we could book Casey to be on here, I would be like, okay, uh, Casey, do you still have the tattoo? Has it transformed into something else? Have you gotten it lasered off? Does it symbolize something else to you? Because it was like a rose. It was rose in in what? Was it like in a shield? In a protect your heart. In a shield. <laughs> okay. Protect heart. Well, look, you could apply that to anyone. Yeah, it's kind of. You gotta reach out to though. Casey. I can't imagine uh, being with Jessica today. And uh, we go on our first date. She says, what's the tattoo on your arm? And I'm like, oh, at this one time I was on this show and I got a tattoo to protect my heart. 
and it just like stuck with me. Like, I don't know if like that gets explained easily. I think she'd be like, this feels a little different. Can we talk about Frank one more time before we get Kevin on the phone? Yeah, 100%. First off, it's so obvious watching this back. Like, I was so innocent and naive and being like, yeah, he still had lingering feelings for the girlfriend that he broke up with months ago. (laughs) No, like, he left. He legit in the interview with Chris Harrison today said that he admits that he broke up with the girlfriend to go on this show. And that's never. It's not an uncommon storyline anymore. It's not a common storyline anymore because we know it sounds bad. No, it's not uncommon. I mean, think about it. In, oh, in past, yeah, like, but we don't admit to it anymore. <laughs> no, no, no. You hide it at, at all costs, right? I yeah. mean, you know people who have ended. And I'm not – my opinion on this is maybe one that some would disagree with. But it's, okay, you get the opportunity to date somebody who you view as being extremely special on television. You're with, say, a relationship that you aren't positive on, that you have questions yeah. about, that you're going to end anyways. You know, at some point – it. I've we've talked about this too is how long is too long until you can start dating again after a relationship I don't think there is a timeline right there isn't like a a stuck amount like it takes you and your own individual story to get over the person so if somebody ended a relationship to go on to the show I don't know if it's something I can be against because I get it because at least they ended it they ended it now if you're still yeah at least did you say I did it no, no, no. I, no, no. I just said, I can't be against it because I did it. <laughs> no, 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 no. But I I think the big problem that we have and what we've seen here and, you know, recently and most, you know, famously, I guess, would be uh, with the Hannah Brown season is when you are still in a relationship and yes. you go on the show. That's where yes. things don't fit, right? Yeah. And at least with Frank, he did come out to Allie maybe too late because she did develop such strong feelings that like he was like okay i actually have feelings for somebody back at home i i I left her for this and i just can't do it anymore what i love about this story and what we learned from this goat episode is that they actually hung out i mean according to him it was more friendly i think but i think he was also being coy and then for her it was kind of like they tested the waters after she did break up with roberto because i think that if it if he didn't have a girlfriend back at home and he got down to that final two between, you know, Frank and Roberto, I think that Frank probably would have won. I I would not argue that. I think, I think there was a good chance. It felt that way. Now, actually let's pause here. Obviously it's going to be a little weird to talk about this season with Kevin, but we want to catch up Very on weird. Kevin and Allie's life. So let's pause here. Bring on Kevin uh, to the podcast. Kevin, welcome to the almost famous podcast. Once again. Hi guys. Thanks for having me back. How Man, weird is it that your uh, your wife's going to be dating twenty five guys on television for three hours? <laughs> uh, it's I mean it's weird. Like if you ask you know just a normal person, yes, that's a weird thing. But uh, this is such a huge part of her life, and I've known that ever since we we met her, or since since we met her, since I met her. Um, and I've never actually watched this season until now, so I'm I'm honestly excited about it as as a husband I mean you've handled this well we've talked to you a couple times like what are the emotions because obviously my season had re-aired and Jessica chose not to really watch it she watched bits and pieces but cut out some of the most like intimate moments of the season um 
And then afterwards, she called me and she she did. She, or she sent me a text or something. She just said, hey, I'm really proud of you for like how you handled this week. I know it wasn't ideal. Do you feel like a sense of like, are you proud of Allie? Are you nervous for Allie? Um, I'm definitely proud of her. I mean, Allie is, you know, an extremely strong woman. And I know she handled herself very well on the show with certain confrontations and stuff. And so she was young when she did it. She was 24. So yeah. to be able to like stand up to some of these guys at that age, that's something to be proud of. Um, I'm excited. I know that she has sort of a mixed bag of emotions right now, as you did. Yeah. Uh, but I'm excited. I don't know. I, I've, like I said, I've never seen it. And I've never wanted to sit down and watch the entire season. Like, if I could have requested a nice condensed, you know, two and a half hour thing yeah. to watch, I would have done that. So, so I'm happy that this exists now, at least selfishly, personally for me. Um, and yeah, I mean, I don't think she did anything embarrassing on the show or, or anything by any means. So I have no hangups about the rest of the world watching it or my parents or whoever else. Yeah. So just for our audience sake, you guys, we get the screeners. Kevin hasn't seen the episode yet. It's Monday. He'll be watching it tonight. Like, how do you plan on watching right. this? Is it going to be together? Is it going to be with a lot of wine? <laughs> yeah. Um, wine for Allie, tequila for me after the kids go to bed. Um, boy. Yeah, we'll definitely watch it together. I anticipate, you know, probably looking away through some of the kissing uh -huh. scenes and stuff. Um, but I, I mean, I've seen clips with her, you know, over the years and stuff, obviously. So I don't know. I I'm excited to see like, uh, what this Casey character is all about. The guy that kept singing to her. Um, That's my favorite. And, uh, see like Roberto stuff doesn't bother me at all because the two of them were engaged for a while afterwards and it didn't work out. You know, if, if there's anybody that has ever like snuck into my subconscious, it would be Frank because for her, if you're familiar with the season, I guess he's kind of the one that got away. Yeah. So that, you know, maybe during the Frank stuff, I might uh, check my phone. I was going to say that. Yeah. I mean, I was just going to say Casey was my character that like I'm most intrigued by. Uh, I just, for multiple reasons, he sang to her, he got a tattoo during the mm -hmm. season. Like we were talking about it right before he got here. Like that intrigues me. Al or Ashley's a big fan of, Frank like she just thinks like hey that's he was a solid dude but like their story didn't play out I have one question before I throw it over to Ashley because she this is her like legendary season she loves the season <laughs> oh okay cool um so the kissing part because uh, I don't I didn't know how to handle this with Jessica now granted you know we had a lot of conversations we've had had a lot of conversations about past dating history but never in this world, is it ever really like healthy? Nor does it happen that often that you have to see the person that you love and care about and have committed to and, and you know, put your, your, you know, your heart into kiss somebody else. Like even if it's 30 years ago, 20 years ago, 10 years ago, you know, it, it hurts a little bit or it, maybe it feels weird. I know it did for Jessica. How does it feel for you? Um, since I haven't seen it yet, I can't totally answer okay. that, but I don't think it's going to bother me that much. I mean, cause it was 10 years ago. To me, that is like, I, you know, I've had past relationships. Allie knows that. Yeah. Yes, she's never had to watch me kiss those people, but it's just a part of her life. I've known it since the day I met her. I know that there are group dates and one-on-one and -on -one dates and fantasy suites and hot tub scenes and all of these things. I know they exist. Mm -hmm. So yes, I might feel differently when I actually see it. Um, but I guess maybe I'm approaching it like, like a, like a significant other of an actor would. Okay. Like, mm -hmm. it's something yeah, that she did and had to do, and, you know, it's it's certainly doesn't affect us now, no. so. That's interesting. I was gonna, I was gonna say that, um, Frank, you, I would, how do I word this? 
it would be very weird to watch that relationship because it ended so abruptly and because it seemed open-ended to a certain degree. But you must be really thankful that between her season and you guys getting together, she did have some communication with him and kind of like ruled that out. A little bit of closure with Frank. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I am. I'm happy that that happened. I mean, just personally, you know, it. I guess it takes away any sort of jealousy for me. But then for the most, both of them, because you don't want to live with that sort of... Uh, what if? Exactly. Yeah, you want closure on that sort of a thing. So it seems like, I, I, from what I understand, he is in a committed relationship and, uh, you know, Ellie and I are... I, oh, is he? Is he married? Yeah, he's married. Oh, as of, yeah, he's been married for a year and a half. Good. Well, good for him. Then, uh, um, but yes, I mean, I, I'm not a jealous person. I never have been even previous relationships. Um, and so I don't, certainly I don't want it to seem like I've ever been jealous of Frank, but that is a different situation because of the way it ended between them. But, uh, yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm good with it now. I don't know if it, it's coming across that way, but I really am. I promise. No, it definitely <laughs> is. I mean, Hey, Hey, you've got, you're a dad of two. You're happily married. Like it's definitely coming across that way. Just don't yeah. worry about that. Okay, oh, yeah, good. it's so funny. People are like, will completely overanalyze our significant other's responses to like us having to relive these seasons over mm -hmm. again. When Jared and I did the interview with Chris Harrison on Caitlin's season, people were like, it seems like Jared's just like having to reassure Ashley like over and over again. I'm like, no, like literally, I do not care, babe. You do not have to apologize for this. Sure. But they want to see the drama in it all. Yeah, but um, I think all like leading up to this thing, I have been more excited to watch it than Allie has. I think she's got some of those nerves and like, oh God, who was I ten years ago and what did I say and stuff. But I just want to see it. I just, I mean, I've always sort of been curious, but like I said, didn't really want to sit through the entire season and all of the kissing scenes. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Oh, exactly the same thing with us. It was like, oh my God, Caitlin season. This is gonna be great. This is gonna be so funny. And then like, <laughs> he was like, I, I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, you and Allie just recently suffered a big loss. You guys had a miscarriage. Um, how has that affected your relationship, uh, your family the past month or so? Um, yeah, I, I don't I'm have so sorry. I'm no, so no, sorry. No, no, it's okay. Thank you. Uh, thank you for that. Um, I mean, what we went through is, is nothing compared to what so many others go through that, you know, maybe have been trying for years and then suffer a loss like this. So ours really pales in comparison to that. It is a, a sad thing. And I was, you know, I was there for Allie as much as I could be because just physically it, uh, you know, it, it affects a woman and emotionally, just like what it does to your body um, when your body thinks that you're pregnant. Um, so I, you know, I did what I could to be a, a supportive husband and be there for her. Um, but we're doing good. We're, we're mentally and, and emotionally and everything. We're, uh, we're strong and we're, we're back to, you know, back to where we were. We're good. Well, we haven't been able to tell you, uh, in person yet, but, uh, Ashley and I spent, uh, quite a bit of time on a podcast a few, uh, months ago talking about this and, and we don't have to, to lean into it too, too much, but we just wanted to check in, uh, and just tell you guys, thank you. Uh, you have, I handled it, um, I guess, well. I don't know if well is even a word you can throw around it. But for the people out there and the listeners and the write-ups that we get uh, and for you all helping people feel less alone, um, sure. just a really incredible uh, stance that you took, uh, communication that you gave uh, publicly, the vulnerability was just uh, admirable. And I, I, we learned a lot from you guys. So with that, just thank you uh, for doing that. But also, we are—we have been thinking about you. We are thinking about you, and uh, and we know it's not easy for you or Allie. But just we—we we and our fans really appreciate um, how you guys navigated it. 
Well, that's very nice of you to say. And honestly, I mean, I think, you know, I ultimately left it up to Allie whether or not she even wanted to make it public, but that was, that was why she wanted to make it public was because it's uh, still, I guess, a slightly taboo thing in our society that maybe women don't uh, talk about it as much or it's not talked about. So I guess if she could just, you know, let some others know they're not alone, that was sort of uh, where she wanted to come from. Awesome. All right. Well, Kevin, thank you so much for letting us into your thoughts about your wife's season re-airing. We really appreciate you coming on. And for all of our listeners, you can check out more of Kevin Mano on Valentine in the Morning. If It's syndicated, right? You can listen to it anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're in a bunch of different cities around the country, but also on the iHeartRadio app. As you guys know very well, you can take us literally anywhere you go. That's right. That's right. Well, and also uh, their daughter, Molly, uh, and uh, son, Riley, are, uh, we have, have a beautiful picture in front of me right now. Adorable of, of on Instagram. Whole, just an amazing family. Um, <laughs> Kevin, do yeah, us one lucky. favor, will you? Uh, can you yeah. go to Allie tonight? Tell her we're on her side. We're big fans. We support her. And no matter what happens, uh, we will always love Allie on this podcast. I promise you I will say that verbatim. Thank you both so much for having me. Hey, thanks, Kevin. Yeah. All right, bye, guys. I really cannot wait till this Bachelorette season airs. Like, I'm now, like, even more excited than before, and I was already pumped to watch this season and see how this all plays out. If this is true, and Tasha is now the Bachelorette, I don't think they're going to be able to hide this very long. So I wonder if we hear an official announcement this week. I almost feel like they need to because it's too, mm-hmm. it's too weird. It's too weird. It's too weird. And how in the world would we be like all of a sudden when this starts to air, all of a sudden, like the commercials are now clear and then Tasha just pops up out of nowhere. Like you would have to announce it if this is true. We'll uh, we'll stay yeah, up. On it the can't story. be kept secret. No, we'll stay up on the story. We'll get the details for you. Um, and uh, and we'll be back next week with another episode of the Almost Famous podcast. Ashley, you're great. Uh, talk to you soon. With that, I've been Ben. I've been Ashley. Later, guys. Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.